Well, this weekend, it's my wedding anniversary uh, with my wife, Kim. Uh, and uh, also, my mother's here for her, her uh, annual summer visit, which is great. So Kim and I are going to, just ourselves, uh, go to, uh, to London uh, for the weekend. Uh, well, well, my mom and the kids hang out, have a grand old time. And I was thinking... This is one of the things I want to get y'all's advice on as, as fellow people who think about this stuff a lot. I was thinking like, okay, I've got my whole like, like business travel thing figured out. I've got the whole like traveling with the family figured out, right? Like, you know, business travel, I won't go over it. Business travel, you always have a backpack and a rolling thing. I did a little video about this a while back. You know, you got duplicates of all your wires. You got all your stuff, right? And then for, for family travel, it's a variation of that. But what in order to like survive the uh, mental struggles of traveling with family, which is to say a thirteen-year-old, nine-year-old, and a two to three-year-old, and also my wife, which is fine, and myself, what it's exactly like business travel. But instead of having everything nicely organized, you have to be prepared to just take your nicely organized travel stuff and just put it into one big garbage bag with everyone else's stuff. And that's business <laughs> you, travel. You package. mix your you mix you 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 mix your stuff in with the the, the communal garbage bag? Yeah, exactly. You, everyone's nope. just like everyone's just like, "Hey, <laughs> can I uh hey dad, do you have a phone charging cord?" And you're like, right. "I do have one, and you have one too, right? Because you brought one." And I double check that and they're like, uh well yeah but but can I use yours and then and then if you're if you don't mentally prepare yourself with the garbage bag thing you're like this is my very special traveling cord that I put a lot of thought into that will fit for three different types of things so I can have just one cord and I don't have to pick you know travel with a bunch of different cords this is my very special power adapter that I can swap in and out the the plugs that it works with because I travel internationally a lot so don't lose this and on and on and on you just got to be like. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm mean, here's something I just pulled out of my butt that's going to work. I don't care, right? And then you got to sort it afterwards. However, okay. But we're going on like an adult leisure trip. And I'm thinking this is my chance to finally live this third dream that I don't have, which is like I'm just I'm going to be like one of those people in like, you know, a Gucci ad or whatever. No, Gucci's wrong because is it Gucci? There's there's always, you know, I'm not going to have one of every type of suitcase and be sitting on the back of a pickup truck in a suit eating a cheeseburger, right? It's more that I'm just going to have like the one little bag, right? And I just yes. want, I just want, I just want to take and my phone, backpack, but like a little, a little rolling bag because you yeah. don't want it to like, you know, mess with your suit. Now, see, you're getting right into it, right? Now, let me, let me, before, before we start getting to the, the solutioneering, what I'm thinking, and even, even the contents, I think I need a little bit of guidance on like, I want to just take my phone and a charging cord and a plug. Now, I've already got a problem here is I think I need to bring uh, a charger for my watch, right? There's a new type of battery that, that uh, Anchor put out that I, I could get eventually that is like would take care of this, but whatever. So I've got to bring uh, a watch charging cord and a phone charging cord. And I can bring, you know, one of my favorite blocky adapters that like... You know, I've recommended this many times. It's a big block that has all the plugs in it. And it's got like four USB ports and a USB-C yep. port, whatever. That's cool. Bring that. And I think that's the only like gear that I need. No I'm not going to like, I'm no not going to like, 
I don't need to bring two lavaliers and a shotgun mic and like a tripod. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're leaving the laptop though. No laptop. No nothing. No, I mean I'm only going for. We're only there for like uh, three days. Like what? I don't need a laptop. I mean, again, I I always bring this. Is like if you get caught, get stuck. I I hear you. I hear you. you Have work. I don't know. I guess to me, it's shares on my laptop. So that's. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. kind of like breaking. You're going almost like I'm uh, trying to live the dream. Mode. You're going survival mode. Like I just feel like you got to take your backpack with like your your. You just got to bring your normal go bag. You got to bring uh, the normal stuff. Even no, I mean, no, that, see, I, that that was my first. That was the first round I was going through. Right, to, like I could totally just bring my my as you say go bag, and, I, and I'd be done. Right, that's the yeah, point of the, the bag. No, but I, I feel I feel like this is a chance that I have, and no. and now let me let me throw out a safety net. One, it's on the weekend, right? And it's it's a it's a trip, so I don't really need to worry about work stuff, right? And then two, I'm not going to record anything, and even if I do, I can just do it on my phone and in Descript, I can apply studio sound, and it'll be fine. But I'm still not going to record anything. Now, three, if I need something, I'm pretty sure I can buy it in London. Like I'll be fine. <laughs> I think I don't know. I feel kind of like the laptop is the the part I just I feel like you just got it making you feel uncomfortable. Hmm. It does. Like, you know, okay. Okay. The anxiety of not having my because it's yeah. just like if you get stuck there for an extra day and you got to do some work or log into a, a Zoom or get on some corporate oh, email. It's just like yeah. you know you just want to just have that ready to go. The, all the recording stuff, I get that. Like kind of like if you will the the presenter influencer. All that I would leave at home, but I would bring at a minimum the laptop, the phone and the yeah. appropriate chargers. And then, you know, because I've okay. tried to okay. do the whole like just travel with the iPad, but it's like it's worthless. I'm, like, I'm not, not even not even going to take the iPad. I mean, I, yeah. maybe I, could, is, but... I, I agree. So you just especially you got like, do you have like a MacBook? What do you have? MacBook? Yeah, yeah. Or, like... I, I, I have my I have my my travel laptop here, you know, All right. whatever, so, it's whatever like one this one, one right? is. Yeah. Yeah, see? yeah. 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 No, that's fine. That just goes in the go bag and it comes with you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, so I don't need to bring my, my, uh, Logitech, uh, presentation clicker with built in timer and, uh, green laser pointer. No, Uh, no, no. no. I mean, don't, don't you have like an intermediate bag? So like, you know, I've got my, my backpack that has like all my cords and wires and, you know, all that Uh stuff. Um, actually I have two of those. Uh, but, I have like a, a a day pack where I'm like, I'm going to a meeting and I know I'm going to only oh. be there for like, you know, four hours. So I don't need to bring all my cords because I won't have to charge. So I have like yeah, an intermediate yeah, yeah. bag that it has, you know, it's got a sleeve for my laptop and like another pocket and it's a nice leather bag. Yeah, so it looks yeah. nice. Like that's no, I don't, I, I don't have seeing. that. No, oh, I, I don't. Okay. I don't have that. That 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 I have thought about this intermediate bag a lot, but it it gets into that territory that I think you know is starting to make Brandon a little it. uncomfortable. Is yeah. like if I've got two bags going now, I've got three possible places where my wires are going to be. Well, no, 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 and no, the no. wires are going to mix I keep, up. I keep nothing in the intermediate bag. Oh, like nothing yeah. is there. It, it's literally like you know the day trip one where I'm like because because what what, what I've often thought of that I need is a bag for my bag to use a Merlin man way of thinking about it. Where like inside the big bag, there's a small, there's a small bag that has all the wires, right? You've got your essential wires oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. that you can just pull in and out. Yeah, I used I to have that. basically I've got like, it's not a full bag, but I got like this mesh thing. I got yeah, all the exactly. wires in one and it's like, yeah, I, I, that goes everywhere. I don't like to me yeah. traveling around all the cables. That's just, I mean, Again, I more, I more or less have that with, with. Uh, any, I probably recommended these two with one of those little Thule like. Yeah. Wire things. I just think any amount of like uh what would you call it? Uh, freedom to your point about tra- traveling without them is to me completely, um, 
Okay, uh, wow. I'll I'll I like the anxiety of like, oh, I don't have the USB, you know, uh-huh. B cable to the A cable, and it turns out I needed it for oh, this. That reason, would be so stressful. Reason, so now that that is all the cables, man. Just that's good. That's good. You're end up like your backpack. See, yeah. that's kind of what I think. It's like you always like I'm traveling. I'm going to bring a backpack in no. my roller bag. There are no that's backpacks it. in Gucci ads. That's well, that's I'm shockingly not in a Gucci ad here. I have not been in one. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm happy. Those are only shot here. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. OK. OK. This is and And uh, well, OK. So I think I think, well, one, because I want to, but two, because I think it's a good opportunity to test out Brandon's position, which is which is what I feel comfortable with. I normally, that is exactly what I would be doing, but I'm going to try. I think I'm going to just get, what What do I actually want to do? Do you have like all your, your AV kit in like a separate bag? So you can oh, yeah. just like yeah. lighten the bag, right? I, could, no, no. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got. Say, I want to like, I want to refactor your approach here, but I think we can get to the same goal. Okay. Like uh, hear me uh, out on this. Okay. So I, I, don't know what, I don't know what backpack you have, but I have uh I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I think we used to call it like the turtle backpack, but it basically uh, is big enough to like, you can pack a, a, maybe, a, a you know, some reasonable amount of clothes. So this is what I do when I want to go to the one bag is I bring yeah. the backpack with all the tech, right? Yeah. Now, but then what I skimp on is like, okay, exactly how many outfits do I need? Oh, you know, totally. this is, and this comes back to like rewearing. Like, what are you comfortable with rewearing and what are you going to do? Like, obviously, if you have a very formal event and you have to like bring a suit or something, that's kind of separate. But that's what I do is to sort of like, okay, you know what I can do here is I can take just the clothes that I need. And I'm going to put them in the backpack, which mm. has already got all the tech stuff. Yes. And then I'm to one bag. And I actually feel better about that because it's like, if I get into a jam with clothes, like I'll figure it out. Whereas I, I you know it's funny as I'm saying this out loud. Like, yes, I feel like the opposite is too inconvenient. When you get in a jam with tech, you're just like, oh man, this is going to be a mess. But like, <laughs> yep. need another pair of shoes or you know something happened, I can usually get close. So yeah, that, yeah. that would no, be no, my. So, so uh, I, I have, uh, I, I won't get one bag freedom. It's right over here, but I have, I have one of those big uh, North Face backpacks that they were giving out at DevOps Days Austin many years ago. And it exactly can fit that. It's just big enough that you can put like two, I don't know, two pairs of two outfit days of clothes in it or three if you really wanted to. And, uh, you know, it gets to be too heavy to carry around, but it's perfect for that. Now, yes, I mean, okay. so what I think I'm going to do, I'm just I'm just going to go crazy, like the opposite of all of this. Here's my plan. I was, I have, I have a very small rolling uh, suitcase that I thought was, you know, it's kind of like we podcast people like us always joke that we buy too much gear. So I bought it one time because I was like, oh, obviously I need this because I travel a lot and I've never really used it. And as Kim pointed out, I chose one that does not have the rotating wheels on the bottom, which is just like it might as well be dead. It's terrible (laughs) if you've got like fixed wheels. It's very annoying. Um, Now I was thinking I would use that. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go find my old Red Monk 2006 vintage Patagonia MLC. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to use some words. I'm going to watch Brandon get nervous here. I'm just going to throw in a couple cord, a cord and maybe a charging thing. Put my iPhone in my pocket and I'm going to put like a pair of uh, jeans in there, maybe some shorts, some my my little ASIC shoes and I'll wear my my leather boots and a t-shirt and like I don't know. I'll take I'll take my toiletry bag out, and I think I'm just gonna go with that 
I like it. Living dangerously it. right there. I think, hey, man, I, I look forward to hearing the full uh, results of this. I, I think I like I like your uh, attempt here. If nothing else, I like your fearlessness to be I'm, like, I'm, no, I'm sure I'm Kim's going to appreciate you explaining how much thought you put into this, too. <laughs> I know. You're like, and I'll be Kim, like, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but you got to listen to this first 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'll be like, and, and, and okay, a Qi charger, just a wireless Qi charger can get you a long way with devices. You know what I mean? As I say it, it's like, yeah, you can probably long. like, just bring one of those and be like, yeah, that's all I got, man. I just, you know, I just record, I just charge at night. Everything's good. So yeah. Yeah. No, and, 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 and the thing, yes, I agree. Yeah. I was going to ask about the clothes stuff, but obviously we covered all of the uh, important stuff, the gear clothes are like, whatever. Got, I, I, well, I, I, I don't, so, so I don't mix them. I like backpack is gear. I go with the, the smallest oh. backpack I can get away with all my gear. And then, Clothes can go in a small bag, a keep them, keep them bag, separated. Your suitcase, yeah. whatever. That, you know, and then now, now let Matt's me. Next level though, Matt's like, I try travel twenty thousand miles. I just bring a pencil. That's all I need. I don't even need anything else. Oh I just no, 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 no. I mean, it's like you. The the trips you take are like so long. I don't even know what I. No, 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 no. I, I, I have. Look at this. Look at this. Huh? I have checklists. Uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, hard coded, hard, I mean, hard. That's actually like a notebook. <laughs> the people not like that was actually a notebook. But wow. No, no, no. I, I have a spreadsheet that I periodically update, and then you know I print out a hard copy when I go on trips and I check things off. So I made, this, you know, this is this is why Matt Ray works with all those those wacky sysop types, and Brandon uh, and I are just like, <laughs> hey man, if you right click, you can distribute these shapes vertically. On, Matt, on as a uh, as a gift to the. Uh, larger software defined talk community i would just like for you to make a read-only version and Uh-oh. share it i don't know if it's like you're, a you're, you're gonna love this even more i would it love is... for you to share it in the slack where everyone can can uh i feel like you've got some things in there that i haven't thought of so this, this is the it. most genius part of the whole thing it is absolutely the only file i have in the in the uh sheets format oh fantastic <laughs> Fantastic! You're like, I need, you're like, not only do I need it, I need it everywhere, and I trust you. Wow! You open sheets, and there's one thing in the history. All right. Well, for everyone listening, <laughs> if for this episode, if not, go to the Slack. We'll get Matt to make a copy, a read-only copy of it, and share it out in the Slack, and everyone oh can uh, comment on it. Do we have yeah. a travel channel? We made that may be a whole new. We'll we have have a oh, that, That's probably deserves general. That probably needs yeah. to go maybe, maybe I mean, maybe, maybe also befitting of this, I can use my minimal setup to just do an actual like, like video uh, of this experience, <laughs> this experience reward, special edition, software defined talk, special video edition. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, we really killed the fuck out of that topic. Uh, <laughs> I think we went over that for quite some time. That was, that was thrilling, but now I'm excited. I, I actually was uh, excited uh, to record today because I thought it was Thursday, and then that means tomorrow's Friday, and then I can put this out, but it's actually Wednesday, but no, that's it's fine. Thursday. I, well, for you. <laughs> Anyways, so speaking of thrilling things, I think, you know, we, we were, uh, we have to make some de- decisions about where we're going to do our own social media. Very important thing because not only do we, of course, have uh, the old Twitter there, and then, and then after, and then you got the Mastodon. And then there's also the uh, the blue sky. I, I feel like I'm going to leave one out here. And now you have this threads, uh, which and all of these things. Uh, th- and then there's also LinkedIn and YouTube. And so, uh, uh, you know, I think we probably all maybe not Matt because he's like working with the sysops there on their uh, their travel checklist, keeping their their stuff refreshed. And and uh, 
Like I, I imagine like you doing your, your suitcase checklist is like the security guard who goes around and has to like insert a key into that weird <laughs> socket on the wall to make sure they've made their rounds. And uh, yeah, so uh, I think at least Brandon and I have used threads. And, and first of all, like I, I think I think there's some great uh, some great thinking to have about what's up with threads and just in general strategy think here. But like uh, it seems to work. It's it's kind of crazy. Like and now the, the 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 other thing, I mean, basically, in, in case listeners don't know anything about it, it's just an exact clone of Twitter. It, it's in, in the same way though? that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Does, I mean, it's missing it some lists? features. Not yet, no, it, no, right. It's, no. it's missing have features. a chronological feed. Nope, not yet. Yeah, but it's it just like two it, things that I use. It, That's it, what, you know, when, when, when Twitter killed that stuff, I was gone. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 start there and just like say so that's a good. That's way to a good point, stage, right? Yeah. Like to say, okay, so you know, Threads is out. I think probably everyone's had a chance to to see it. So I think you know, reading between, I think most people know this, but like just to quickly say, it, it seems like Twitter either on purpose or through some weird um, decision. And introduced the rate limiting last week, right? And that seems to be the trigger where Facebook, in this case, uh, they were building threads. They were just like, now is the moment. Like now mm. is the time. Like people are now, like literally they cannot use Twitter. And I think that was the moment where they kind of said, hey, let's put threads out very, very quickly. Let's put out what I, we I thought I thought it was when, when uh, Musk's mom said he wasn't going to do MMA with Zuck. No, I think we'll get to that later. <laughs> I think that was later. But I think that's what happened was, was like, I think, you know, because it was around the 5th. So obviously here in the US, most people are on holiday, July 4th. Uh, and so I think what happened was like, hey, let's put it out right now. So this gets to where you were going, Matt. And it says, OK, so when you look at it, it's really just an app. It's the bare bones stuff. It has the threads and it has the algorithmic uh, feed. So I think because they rushed it out, they obviously and they've kind of alluded to this, like the leader, Adam Masseri and others have kind of said, you know, more to come on it. But I think for sure they I felt like and I, I don't know, Kate, like, you know, I think you and I were talking about a little bit. But like to me, I think it's genius. Like, I, you know. You got at times you got to give credit where credit is due. I do think Zuckerberg has been off in the wilderness with all this like the Meta and like the Oculus and all that. Like I don't think anything's going to come of that. But I do think when it comes to cloning existing competitors and seeking <laughs> weakness, like this That's is what they this is what they do well. And I think and credit to them. I think when they saw that that moment. Um, I think that's why they pushed it out, and I think that's why it misses some of the features that Matt uh, wants. I don't know, Kote. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think that's, uh, that's exactly it, right? Like, like they're, they're analogously, like you know, the, uh, the, the Apple of the consumer web, right? And Apple has a similar playbook where, like, it's very rare that Apple is the first to market with anything they do, right? And uh, instead, they see, I don't know if, if this is like intentional, but instead they seem to kind of like hang out and observe and they're probably like messing around in their big, uh, you know, tourist shaped office building or whatever, coming up with things. And then after there's already been several people uh, in, in a market, usually Apple will then enter it. And um, also, analogously, they usually enter it like uh, in almost like bizarrely with like shitty software that like doesn't have enough functionality and then doesn't really ever get updated as much. Right. Like you you can see all my commentary over the years about notes, right? Just, I was reading a, 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 an overview of a, someone who had been using the new, I don't know, Mac OS or an iOS and stuff. And they're like, Oh, in notes, you can finally make links to other notes. And it's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Uh, point being that it's, it's far behind. So, 
you know, I, I think, uh, uh, as you're saying, Brandon, like if you look at what Facebook has done over the years, and they come up with things, but more more recently, you know, they they cloned uh, like the the Snapchat stuff or whatever, and then they purchased Instagram instead of like doing that on their own, and on and on and on, right? And so it is like it is like a natural thing to say, like, all right, so the major asset we have is everyone, basically. The and network. also basically they yeah, have the network, yep. The, the the they've got all the people. And then also uh the ability to uh to run stuff at scale. Scale. Basically and, build things at scale and no And them. then and then as as us uh as as the chum that gets stuck into their business often forgets, they also have uh the business side of selling ads and knowing how to sell attention, which is not only I mean, you know, we, we talk about like the, the challenges of enterprise software synergies and things like that. Like it's not only just having people coming to them wanting to buy stuff, but having the salespeople, the process, like all the whole machine of actually globally being able to like sell stuff. And, you know, they've got a big sales organization set up, right? So if you look at all that stuff, that's all to say it's a sunk cost is incorrect, but like it doesn't cost anything to sort of just like add more to it. It doesn't cost that much. Right. It leans if, on all their strengths. This will yeah. Yeah. If, if it's a similar it business, all right. The time. Mm-hmm. Which, which is like, it also gets to like, I mean, who, who knows it's whatever, but like you look at this idea of like, we're going to create this brand new like metaverse thing. And it's sort of like, that sounds cool, but like, it doesn't really, you can't use your existing business machine as it is to do anything there. Right. Like, Whereas if you're just like, oh, yeah, let's make a Twitter clone. Boom, you're done. Right. Like you just have this whole other thing that you can uh, apply your current business to the the way that you operate. And and it's fine. And then also, I mean, I think obviously our, our favorite Ben Thompson and friends have been sorting out a lot of the strategy stuff here. And I think there's a good uh, there there's some good we'll see if. There's some good niche niching or niching that they're they're doing here, which mm-hmm. there's a theory that over there in Stratechery land that like, you know, you've got Facebook, which is sort of like updates of like people doing things. And then you've got Instagram, which is pictures. But in Facebook land, there's no like textual medium sort of thing, which yeah, I don't know. They've killed the timeline. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I, I'm, I it's don't. It's more algorithmic. They're trying to show you so, things that you are. Right, right. For your interest, and I think you know it's easy to be clever and not easy, but it's fun to be clever and talk about how like it's a different type of Twitter or whatever. But like, I think it's just pretty straight up. Like, oh look, that business to say the business worked is is that product over there was obviously a successful product, and they didn't know how to run the business, and now it's tanked. So let's go in and take all that stuff. Not not take the stuff, but like let's go in and do that on our own and kind of capture all the people who want to do that. Because as a product that works, and maybe if you just had like the equivalent of a fully functioning giant enterprise sales force and uh, sort of business around it, you could just add that to the uh, what do we used to say? Add that to, to your the point truck. there. I think you can't really divorce the like the mistakes by you know Elon Musk, right? Like open the door, right? It's almost to the point of where it was like, what else could they do? It's like you know there's all these other products mastodon blue sky and others being out there and but i think you know i I just think the rate limiting was kind of like the most obvious was like literally the thing's not going to work anymore and so you just think to yourselves like you know musk i don't know what he's i mean to me this is the whole thing about like you know it's just a version of the halo effect it's like i mean obviously great at building cars and rockets 
or, you know, he's had huge success there, but obviously awful at this Twitter thing. Right. And it's just like to the point, like he, somebody else, this is uh, somebody else's quote, but like, you know, he is the founder of threads. He was the one that brought threads into existence when you always come down to it. It's like his decisions made it almost to a point where like they had to do it. Go ahead, Matt. No, I, I, I mean, I was, I mean, the timing with like the rate limiting stuff makes I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm sure it's completely coincidental. You don't, you know, just throw out this sort of product overnight. Um, but I was actually kind of surprised it hadn't happened. Right there, it's basically a week. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. The window was there mm-hmm. to make the most noise. And they, you know, they're like, you know, it, it's, it's in, you know, closed private alpha or whatever. Like, put it live. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll put it out. We'll let the world see what we've been doing. We'll, you know, kick them while they're down and, you know, we'll steal the spotlight. And, you know, as, uh, you know, somebody who appreciates good uh, marketing, great timing, you know. Um, I'm, I'm and sure I think you should, like, at least mention the numbers here. It's like, I mean, at the time of this recording, it's over 100 million users have signed up. So, like, I mean, you're, like, I don't know what else to say. Greatest product launch ever. Like, I mean, nothing has gotten 100 million users in, like, four days. Like, I can't even, I don't, I mean... It's hard to imagine like it happening again. So I'm just I'm just blown away by that. That just seems like I mean you could do just imagine being the person that's wrote their OKRs for the launch of uh, of Threads. Like you know I mean maybe they think they're gonna five million, ten million probably would have been a huge success, but a hundred million. I just think it's you know it's unheard of. So I'm just blown away by. I mean so so I'm I'm the like uh, uh, the the Threads apostate here. I'm not I'm not like on board. And I'm I'm wary of ever joining. So, <laughs> do you just get it if you have an Instagram account? And yes, like- the, the workflow is you don't have to. It's basically if you have an Instagram account and then you log into Threads for the first time, it'll basically prompt you for your Instagram uh, user, uh, user uh, username and password, and then it will ask you, "Do you want to follow the people you follow on Instagram?" But if you what never log into Threads, what if what if what if you want? Like none of that. What if you're like, I'm just going to start a new account, Greenfields, no, no. I don't want Facebook to associate your Instagram with, uh, I don't, I don't want, you know, like I don't want meta to associate with my Instagram or with my Facebook. Mm, Can I have that? I think you may have to have a second Instagram. I don't know. I have to go check it out have to like maybe a different Instagram account. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I haven't done that workflow, but like I've been, I've been slowly like, because of all the like running the, the races and stuff I do, a lot of them are on Facebook. And so, like, I've actually turned on Facebook recently so I could, you know, get updates and, and that kind of junk. But you must love that. Uh, no, I'm actually going through and what's the like, don't unfriend them, but don't follow them. So, like, yeah. when I turn on Facebook, it's literally just stuff about, like, you know, Sydney and racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- th- this this brings up, uh, you know, uh, again, an, an interesting, like, like, strategy sort of thing. And that is that uh, it it the, like the like Facebook's ability to get so many users. And again, it's a bit of a a, a trick where like it's not a hundred million people who had the Matt Ray thing where they started from a dead start and so, did something. It's a hundred million people who like you know decided, which is important, to click through and create an account. Which is totally that is also a huge amount of friction that's worth counting. Uh, but that also shows you that like to kind of invalidate a little bit of what I'm saying, like, I think now it's obvious that Facebook like doesn't need anyone else. 
<laughs> right? Like they're big enough and have like however I forget what the figure is, the however many actual users they have. Three billion. Mm-hmm. That again, kind of like Apple. Like Apple doesn't really need the rest of the internet. Like that's overstating it a little bit, but they're sort of like, no, we we're cool. Like we got it, right? Like we certainly do like that twenty billion dollars that Google gives us every year. That's great. But like basically, like we have our market, and in that same way, like Facebook, basically, like like if they have like three billion users, then they don't need the rest of the internet. Like they have their own thing, and so what they can do is just keep like selling and selling to those that same group of people, as you see here, and coming up with new things and uh, new ways to give them more ads or whatever, which is which is you know uh, the nightmare of the old clue train crew and like all, all those information wants to be free and, and people well, like that. I, I believe Corey, Tick, uh, Corey, Corey doctor would call it, you know, they're, they're on the path to shitification. Yeah. So I, I do think one thing though here that is different. So I, I guess back to the launch side, I think the sequence of events is interesting. So it's like, okay, they get the launch. They only have the algorithmic feed, right? So it seems like the next thing that will be introduced on the roadmap will be the, just the followers feed. Right. And then the other thing, and this is the part I think is interesting, kind of you know, maybe more interesting to us, is that they have stated they would support ActivityPub, which is sort of the federation protocol yeah. that would allow you to connect to like Mastodon and others. And I think so. There's like you know, I think all the things I just said there. So like, one, will they actually do it? I tend to believe in this case, taking my face value, they will do it. And I think the reason they'll do ActivityPub is it becomes the perfect answer to moderation questions, right? When Somebody says, like, uh, uh, in this case, uh, threads, like, why don't, why are you allowing this kind of content, right? They can say, well, we've made this decision based on our policies, but if you prefer something else, you can use ActivityPub and, and, and imply Mastodon or something else, or Blue Sky if they do it, and allow them to then implement whatever uh, content moderation you want on your, in this case, Mastodon server or something along those lines, which is like right. a nice, so it's another thing where it's sort of like, it's like the strategy. It's like, if you will, it's a strategy benefit. They're just kind of getting it as a halo. Maybe they don't necessarily. But, but are, 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 are they going to federate with anything? Are they going to pull in? Mastodon, I mean, all right? of it needs to, to, I guess there's two sides of it. I guess there's sort of like people in Mastodon don't want them to federate. And then, you know, the question around threads, but really what it's going to come down to is each server, you know, to your point, right. is going to figure it out, but let's just assume for the moment, I think if I'm running Facebook, right. Like I'm definitely going to say, yes, we will federate with anything because, you know, I'm not saying it necessarily because they believe in the open source. I think it's because it's a perfect alignment from their strategy. They can always then say, it's like, listen, if you don't like the way we do content moderation, it's an open network you can go choose your own server and you can implement your own. Yeah, but mo- most, uh, of the, most, of the, most of the Mastodon like moderation is whether or not to federate with other servers. So yeah, within the each one server, I'm on Hackaderm. No, but also you can like that each server can have its own specific rules. Right, but they can't block, they can only block the whole server. So so like I don't think, I, I'm I don't on Hackaderm and, and they say like, Look, that one over there, you know, Stormbringer is like full of Nazis. We're not going to appear with Stormbringer. They right. can't say that to, to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought there was more granularity there, but I'll admit, I don't, I mean, you can, you, you can block users, but usually that's just a whack a mole, right? And mm-hmm. so, so usually what happens is, you know, the Mastodon server maintainers are like, look, that, that server over there is nothing but crypto spam. 
I don't want anything to, you know, we've decided I, not to federate with that. I think fair question. I don't know. Like I and thought there was more granularity, but I don't know. I'd have, to, yeah. I'd have to look at it a little bit more, but I just think it sort of gives them um, a nice answer to like, and obviously whether these are political questions or whether it's like, uh, you know, some type of uh, risk mitigation. So I think that part, so I think they're going to be incented to do it. And also I think they know that like, the, there's only only a very small percentage of people are going to want to take advantage of that. Like most people are going to want to just. Oh yeah, it's it's totally niche, right? I mean, the, the, no. I mean, to me, the things that are killing. Like I just like went to Threads.net to see what was what, and I don't want to sign up because first off, it's mobile only. I'm like, I really, I I I got Twitter off my phone a long time ago, and you know, I don't, I try not to, I don't want to hold my phone. <laughs> so I was like, I, I like a desktop app for that sort of stuff. So that already sucks. Um, and then I don't want my, tw- like I never overlap Twitter with Facebook, right? I, like Facebook had all like family and high school and that kind of stuff. Mm. It was like, you know, mm. and Twitter was all the like weird crap. And then Twitter also let me, uh, which Macedon doesn't, uh, let me add people to lists that I don't follow but I just want to like pay attention to them, you know? So right. my, my followers were really just people who like, if I ran into them, they might actually know who I was. Whereas like Corey Doctorow, you know, he doesn't know me. So I just on, throw him on a, on a He's list. He's listening to this podcast right now. Actually, I've met him twice, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, I mean like, you know, William Gibson or right, you know, any number of just- famous I just think, yeah, all these things come back to like, sure, they're going to, there's features missing. I think they'll obviously be added quick. I think it's maybe the better question. And I think the place you want to go, man, is sort of like, I don't know. I think you said it maybe right before the enemy of the enemy is my friend. It's like, I guess at the end of the day, you're like, I think we're all kind of stuck with the same kind of decision. It's like, well, yeah, this seems like a good Twitter alternative, but like, it is obviously, it comes with all the Facebook baggage, good and bad. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, how scale products, but then yeah, you're going to eventually, and they're going to (laughs) like i mean it just comes down to like social media businesses are built around targeting and micro targeting and selling ads and like that isn't nothing changes and and they're they're like they're a better place to be than twitter right and their, their app privacy stuff is repulsive i mean just like they want health and fitness financial info contact info user content browsing history usage data diagnostics purchases location contacts search history identifiers sensitive info mm. and other data sounds tasty. so but i think this is back to just where like the federation comes down to is like if you're someone like matt ray who just read all that and this is important like i think the answer will just be like well you can choose to federate in with Mastodon, or you can just be like, no, I want to go to a server that. I mean, I, I I know that there's gonna content be the there that I'm going to want. That's the problem. Right. Is like I know there's content I want, but I don't want to give. I don't want them to like you know farm me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so I think the answer then will be like th- this will be like a really good test case. Like it will be interesting to see when they support Activity Pub. What does it look like? Well, it'll it'll be interesting if Apple starts messing with their business model. Apple, how so? What do you, what do you, well, apparently it didn't Apple, you know, knock 10 billion off their books by, yeah, but it it looks like they basically figured out a lot of ways around the whole eight, eight, what's it called? ATT, the tracking stuff. It looks like the revenue is up and like, I don't know. I think in the end, that was a little, that's, that's, that's also part of it is like they don't need the rest of the internet. They already, to Matt Ray's point, they already know everything that you're doing because you're doing it in Facebook land. Yeah. Right. So like, agencies and, and and you know and and various other integrations. So uh, yeah, it, it it now you know I'm 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 like 
I've, I've become skeptical about this, like, we're going to do stuff in the future because, like, those those Blue Sky people were like that and, like, that didn't work out well for them. And, like, you know, it's sort of like, I, I don't know, man, like, once once you actually, like, do this thing, then I'll think about it. But until then, it's just, like, a bunch of talk, right? Yeah, that's now, fair. I think that's now, fair. Now, that, that said, uh, it has only been a week, which is easy <laughs> to forget that, like, it's it's sort of like there's all the, you know, it's... uh. uh there's there's uh you can't really do much in a week and so it's probably you know they're probably still scheduling some meetings to figure out you know releasing some software and the lawyers got to weigh in on stuff i mean that's another thing that you know the facebook land has is they have like they know how to comply with things and do all the regulation and blah blah blah. but like i don't know maybe maybe in in like three more months like there's a lot of space for for things to happen uh and a week isn't really. Right. That but that's where I guess I come back to the motivations. I think there's a lot of reasons for them to be motivated for activity pub. Now I think, you know, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. right. But I don't, if it was just sort of like, we're going to support an open standard because we just want to make it better and open, I'd be a little bit more skeptical. I think, because you know, it no, no, I, I think, I think, I think if we look at some of the, like, like the, 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 the Reddit, did I say that right? I always want to say read it, but like, yeah, if I look I think, at like the, the Reddit moves and the Twitter stuff, right? Like, so, you would think from there that an advertising business doesn't like people doesn't like sending out its users content right because they can't put ads around it right like that's kind of like the conspiracy theory behind like you know maybe not even conspiracy theory like twitter shutting down third party clients and then reddit doing that but like maybe like maybe based on 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 my you know facebook land notion like Facebook would be so big that it wouldn't matter, right? They would be like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't really know what ActivityPub is, but I'm going to think of it as RSS. Like, each user of threads can basically say that, like, yeah, you can send my stuff can federate and get sent out to whoever. So over there in Matt Ray land, where they don't want anything to do with Facebook, they're still using Mastodon. And because it's all like ActivityPub, Mastodon can just suck it into Matt Ray's client. And he can he can have the full, not full, but he can see all the Twitter clone updates mixed in with his stuff and vice versa. And then we can suck in all the like, you know, all the the stuff from Mastodon land and display it for a threads user. So like, and again, it's just like keeping the simplest thing impossible. It's just like, it's just a Twitter clone, except now you can have whatever clients you want. Right. And so like the, the immediate reaction, especially if you're a company that was trying to IPO would be like, Oh my God, I can't put ads on all of that stuff. I'm going to lose control of it. But, you know, maybe in Facebook land, they're like, yeah, there's going to be like 2 million nerds who do that. And I don't give a fuck about them. Right. Like, meanwhile, (laughs) my my other like 2.998 billion people are using our app and I can sell ads around their stuff. And... I also, for them, I get all this free content, I get all this free inventory that I ship in from Mastodon land that I can then wrap ads around and then blah, 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 right? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the theory of Gmail is that like, so you're doing all this stuff for free because you can actually get, you can mine a lot right. of information out of that. And I think and you like, said the, what, the final bonus there is just simply every time Facebook is called by a government or some regulatory institution, they can say... Yeah. 
hey, for those that are do not like what we do, we we are an open platform. And we exactly. Support. And, that, and again, and they'll know it's like one percent of people do it, but that gives them a great answer, which is a nice, like that's yeah, the and, reason and they can do they're, it. They're open and they work with people, and like you know, they're like, hey, people can do whatever they want. They they can get our content and they can mix it in there. We're not restricting. Whenever someone like Matt Ray comes in here and writes his his thoughts about like uh, luggage checklists, it's not trapped here. It can be federated out into into the rest of the land. Now, it, and so maybe as we wrap up on this one, I was just gonna say like the final thing here. I just think it's sort of like on a personal like or just like personal observation. Where I think it's like, has Zuckerberg like had a had a better week in the like last fifteen years than this? It's like it's just amazing how you go from like. Uh, as I guess you were saying, Matt, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. It's just amazing to me how um, how quickly people have turned around on him. And of course, like I, you know, I think you know too. I think what Matt's original points like I, it is like it's worthy to be skeptical here. Like you know, we'll oh, yeah. see what actually happens. I think it's it would be crazy not to be skeptical. But it's like of course. he must be loving life now. It seems like just a great way to uh, uh, for him a great way to work. You know, just yeah, like yeah. having been beaten for years, you know, and then suddenly everyone thinks you're like. You know, I don't the hero. It's got to be feel yeah. good. Now, now you made a connection, Brandon, to something much more closer to uh, to the topic, the ostensible topic of this podcast, the uh, the the infrastructure and development world. And that is, if you look at these kind of like community strategy dynamics and kind of like you know uh, doing doing something that seemed like a good idea, but then seems to create more opportunity for your competitors. You can compare it to the ongoing stuff going on in the uh, the the rel the Red Hat world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think, th- th- tell, tell me if I got this right. I think two, two major things happened since last we talked, which, which are predictable. One, as, as predicted, Oracle was basically like Nelson in The Simpsons, which, you know, just like, ha ha. So like that, yeah. that happened. And, well you know, said. and, and then, and then Suse, who is sort of like, you know, the nice people in, in Linux. They're, land. they're the Martin of the story. Or, yeah. or, I, I guess technically they're Uter, right? Yeah, <laughs> or Martine, but yes, exactly. <laughs> or Otto, maybe. Don't chase me, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but they, they, and in you know, the result is the same, but it's said in a much nicer tone. They were basically like, although they did use the word fork, they were like, oh, well, we're going to fork rel now, uh, <laughs> so that we have like an open, you know, that we continue like what what was going on in the rel community, just. I, I don't know if they have a name for it yet, but you know, with enterprise with, Linux, yeah, yeah. Li- they put, lizard. Well, I guess rel. they're putting some money behind it. At least it says ten million, so that's you know that's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it see it seems like, and you know, money. I I, th- I think in this case there's a hefty dose of we'll see because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you if you if you go talk with the buyers of rel stuff, they're probably like, wait, what? I I was I was. Well, so, my so, July Fourth, we you know a lot of them are just sort of like what whatever. Right? Right? Are there fireworks yeah. for this? What's going on? How, however, however, it, it's obvious that like there were people, uh, you know, the competitors were like, hey, like let's make let's make some uh, maybe not threads level hay, but like let's figure out changing our business around here. And, yeah, like, and I think we should at least mention in the Susi one that they do they've got the Rocky Linux uh, founder mm, and a few yes. other people involved there as well. So so you know they've definitely created a little consortium of people that are uh, now willing to go after the enterprise Linux. So this is just where it's like, well, this is the obvious thing, right? You know, RHEL sort of made this decision. They, you know, I guess Red Hat decided like, well, we're not happy with the current status quo. So let's fire everybody up. And so 
like to me, and it, it is funny. The Oracle thing is just hilarious, right? I mean, it's just, but it's like, what did you expect? Of course they were going to do this. Like, of course they were going to come out and like, yeah. you know, assume higher ground. Like, why not? Like, especially if you're Oracle, you're like taking a beating all the time and you're like, sure, give me a free fat pitch. I'll go ahead and knock that out of the park. I'll make fun of you, uh, you know, Rel IBM or Red Hat IBM. So <laughs> I, I guess I kind of go back to the whole thing here is, is my only logical thing I can assume is because they say this, there's a post um, in, I think, Rock, either the Rocky Linux or the uh, SUSE one, where they basically, you know, admit, they just say that, like, you know, Red Hat is enterprise Linux. It is the enterprise standard, right? Everybody has to run on that to run your various corporations. So my only belief then is Red Hat was just sort of like, we have the power and we have so, the brand is so strong and our power over this market is so strong that now is the moment as we should go get the rest of the people that are using CentOS and then haven't, you know, upgraded. And now is the time for us to solidify them and get money for them and make them real customers. Like that's the yeah, only yeah. reason I can believe that they did this. And they must believe that they can just like that this community, this little group will eventually fold like the $10 million that you kind of alluded to Cote, like it never gets spent or it's just credits and, and nothing happens. Cause otherwise it's like a complete mistake in my mind, unless they've thought all of that through. Yeah, well, yeah. And, 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 you know, in, in this case, I mean, there, there is a, uh, if, if, if Red Hat is the Twitter and the other, I mean, it's the opposite dynamics where like it actually is the, in, in the Linux area, it actually is like the big behemoth, uh, like doing, doing the Twitter move. I'm going to mix, mix myself up here, but, and also in this case, there's, there's a pretty good chance. I think, uh, that, that what you're saying, Brandon will happen is just like, you know, I don't know, chat GPT, GPT five will come out and we'll forget about all of this. Right. Like, and and it'll be fine. But like, on the other hand, you know, it is a little window there, uh, of things happening, but it does seem like it, we, we should, we should put this down for our, uh, our, our year in review to see what happens and just be like, what was this? What happened here? This seems a little (laughs) weird. Like, like, you know, there has to be, there has to be some fight. I mean, the financial analysts, right. Who cover, maybe maybe like they have to at some point had their interns or someone go in and be like you need to update you know cell bd 92 and that is the extra revenue that red hat is going to bring in because they did this so figure that out right and like it'd be interesting to know what that number is right like i think it's simpler though i i really come down to like i think it's a decision completely made inside red hat and i think it's as simple as like you know you're you're inside red hat or inside ibm no inside red hat i think it's 100 percent inside red hat and i think all it is is this simple because everyone in red hat has objectives and there's some kind of objective like hey we want to grow whatever 10 20 percent right and they're sitting around they're thinking to themselves like what can we do and they're like you know what because there are, because someone, you know, some, a few people reached out to me and I put a link in here. Like there's one example of a 200,000 server migration from CentOS yeah, to Dell. That's Salesforce. And that's real money. When you do the math, that's real money. And so where I'm going there was like, I just think it's sort of like, hey, you know, I, we got to grow the business by 20% this year or whatever they wanted to. And it's like, you know what we can do? There's a bunch of large corporations that are using CentOS that we need to give them a little push to get on rel like we'll just use salesforce as an example because that's publicly available and you can read it and i think it's just sort of like hey let's do this right and let's let's get this money and i because i think this is the part like I, and i also think they probably have felt for years inside of red hat there's just 
Oh, they yeah. kind of just call them freeloaders and they call them repackagers. And, and they're very derogatory in their way of thinking about those people. And without even passing judgment on it, I'm just sort of like reading their review, right? They're sort mm. of like, yeah, these yeah. people are freeloaders. So let's get them off. Let's not make it easy for them. Let's go get these big customers that have money like Salesforce that should be paying us. And let's make up, that'll be 5% of the growth. And then we got to go get another 15, right? And I think that's how these things, these decisions come out. And so to their, and I guess this is the thing we'll check in on is like the one thing that we know, and there's a great post here. I found it, I guess it's by Jeremy Allison and it's called history never repeats, but sometimes it rhymes. And he kind of goes through the history of where Linux came from and talking a lot about Solaris. And he kind of just, you know, we talked a little bit about that last week about how like, you know, there was once Solaris was this, this world, right? Solaris was like, why would you use Linux? That's crazy. And so we'll see. But like the one thing I just feel like I've observed is like, man, when you kick this Linux community, like you, you, you punch this Linux community in the face, like it has a long memory. Like these people do not go away. Like this group remembers. <laughs> I, and I like, feel seen. <laughs> I, I like, you know, in the case of like the, cause it's interesting contrast in the case of threads, it's like a hundred million people like kind of don't like Twitter. They'll move over, but they'll probably end up leaving both services. You know what though? Like, I mean, whereas, go, that hundred million, I bet I would, I would hazard to guess half of them aren't on Twitter. That's not the whole point, but whatever. I'm just saying that you're going to see a lot of people come and go. They're not that committed to like social media, if you will. Whereas like there is a group of people who have been committed to making sure Linux exists and is open source for like, we're probably going on 30 plus years and like they don't go away. You know, you keep telling them they can't do it and they're just going to, you know what? We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. So this group is just, I, I think is fierce. So that's why I think it may not be this year. It just and it reminds me so much of Slayers, but this group is gonna get their act together. I would bet on this group getting their act together and creating something that becomes a very viable competitor oh, yeah, yeah. to Enterprise I, Linux for Rel. I, I I I believe something is going to come of this, like this whole SUSE Enterprise Linux fork and Oracle, you know, throwing in their hat to this. I mean, talking with former Red Hat salespeople, like every they they all hated Oracle because Oracle would show up. And, you know, sneak into, you know, the back door on these accounts where, you know, there were some RHEL and there were some Oracle seats. And they said, well, you know what? We can we can support your operating system for, you know, two thirds the price of what Red Hat does. And because, you know, or, um, you know, most of these shops, they're paying Red Hat because they have to have support. You know, they, they like, you know, certifications, whatever, you know, sure. government requirements. Part of compliance. Yeah, compliance. They have to have someone they can call whether or not it's it's worthwhile but you know there's a lot of there is a lot of value in red hat saying you know we're going to support this for 10 15 years you know whatever it may be and you know so oracle yeah maybe a bit of a freeloader you know they come in and they're like look you know you can you've already got a relationship with oracle you can give us your money too and the two interesting kind of wrinkles on this is i'd heard about this but i didn't realize it was really a thing SUSE supports Red Hat Linux already. Like if you're if you are a SUSE customer and there happens to be some CentOS in the house, like they will support that. Uh, they would they will or you know they will they will be like, look, 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 you know, replace those rel seats with CentOS and we will pick up those support contracts as part of the SLES offering. So they've they've been doing that for a while. Um, and then what's really interesting is May of this year, the new CEO of SUSE ran um was the the VP of sales for Red Hat North America? 
<laughs> so he he know he'd been at Red Hat since like 2004, right? <laughs> so, so he, he knows he knows everything. He knows all the history. He knows where all the bodies are. He probably, given he left this year, has an axe to grind with IBM. I'm just saying, like Sousa probably has a good idea what they're doing in this. Mm. You know, I mean, a lot of people are like they're killing Slaz. It's like, you know, Slaz isn't that different from Rel. And you know, it was just like, you know, just a different hat on the same suit. You know, it's you know, you need to have an enterprise Linux. You got to pay someone for support. Red Hat was the the name brand that everyone was familiar with. You know, but you know, when everyone was buying Solaris, there were still people buying AIX. And so, you know, now now those those roles have have you know flip flopped. But around. I do think all of both these situations, I kind of come back to like it reminds me of like the value of bureaucracy, right? Like very large bureaucratic uh, institutions are usually very concerned about making mistakes that yeah. ultimately lead to huge losses in revenue. So, in the case of like Twitter. It's run by one person. Seems completely uncontrolled, uncon- unchanged. Right? And they just do whatever I think you want. The word is so, unhinged. Yeah, unhinged. There you go. It's just like yeah, and of course, like whereas, like you know, we used to complain about like, oh, Twitter doesn't do anything. It's the same. It's always the same every year. And it's like, well, the reason was because they didn't want to ruin the business they had. And now we're kind of seeing it play out. And I think in the in in the case of Rel here or Red Hat, it's sort of like. You know, time will tell, but it feels like they have overplayed their hand to me. Like if I had to yeah. like rate it right now is to say, and I think this is probably like a broader comment just about infrastructure, the software world we live in is that, you know, there's just an always going to be this artificial cap uh, around how much money you can make uh, based around open source, because the people that are essentially using the software can build it. And there's this interest in open source. So there's always going to be a group that's like, hey, we would like it cheaper. We're going to build something that's free. And if you can kind of find some balance, which I think Red Hat had for the longest time, was like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to support it here, but there's still going to be this open source. You know, they'll allow you to, if you will, make some amount of money. But there's a point where if you go too far, right, the community reacts and another product gets built and becomes, you know, very, very successful. And I think, you know, we talked about Kubernetes in a while, at least, you know, 20 minutes on the podcast. I think that's another good example of like the group, the, the larger industry saying like, no, 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 there's not going to be another VMware, only one orchestrator. We're not going to use Docker Swarm and they're not going to be a $50 billion company. We're all going to use this open source product. And like, you know, we can talk about whether or not that was a good decision, but like that sort of keeps the pricing and uh, revenue down. And I think in the case of Rel, that's just, it feels like that's what happened there is they just, Get, they went too far, and we'll see. In a few years, they may regret it, or you know, or in the well, case of Reddit, they'll probably be the same size they are today. Maybe, or or like, yeah, I was going to say maybe like Reddit's the better example because I, from what I can tell, Reddit has like resumed normal operations. Everything is back to normal. Like nobody is talking about it. So in the case of Reddit, maybe it's an example of like they won out. They. If we will, they killed off and, 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 until until Facebook launches. You know, read it. Yeah, until something um, else happens, and, and maybe maybe that group maybe they, the Reddit they call it effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe the Reddit people are working on something else. But like, um, I, like I said, though, like beware of beware of any open source community that's like really vocal. But be especially aware of the Linux community. Like, I yeah. think this is the worst one to like to try to be like, oh, I'm going to show you how to do it. It's like this group is is battle tested so i'm I'm, 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 so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with your your theory about all this brandon which is like there's just some numbers let's go get that money right like we can just we'll we'll, and 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 also the 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 way that you know just to point it out the 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 subtle thing point that you made is like we need to have like you know 
10% growth and this will get us like four to 5% and it just makes doing that other growth easier, right? Like it's not like it's just part of an overall strategy. Like that makes sense. And then like you said, these numbers add up. And then the other, the other thing I haven't really, like when I was trying to figure this out, uh, I haven't really thought too much more about is like also like an even more important, I think I'm using this correctly, existential risk for something like RHEL and all the Linux distros is basically like, like public cloud. Like at some point, like now, as as we I hilariously found in a Benedict, uh, like is it Evans chart? Like for the past ten years, uh, you know, CIOs have been predicting that they're going to move fifty percent of their workloads to the cloud in two years, which is to say, it's kind of like leveled off. Like the it's the 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 growth isn't quite there. But like if you move more and more stuff to like a SaaS or even to just like running on the aforementioned Kubernetes with like some ubuntu or whatever stuff in there then like who's buying rel anymore right but then in that situation i think what happens is what the charts are always showing us is that like basically you've got like i don't know a 50 50 40 60 spread between uh you know on-premises and public cloud just for the foreseeable future in which case if you're in that business you want to go uh get as much money from your existing market as possible instead of worrying about growth. So then you get back to exactly what you were saying, Brandon, of just like, oh yeah, we have all these people who should be buying stuff from us. We don't, in in, in contrast, we don't need to go find the new build out. We just go to the existing stuff and and convert them over to uh, to licenses that we have. And then as part of that, like, it's not like, you know, I mean, I guess you basically just make their uh, their freeloading a lot more difficult, which is uh, <laughs> in, you know kind of what happens here. And then that's great because then you're you're adding to your ARR and all this stuff, and like you know, you're 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 kind of doing what you would expect a a, a very mature tech company to do, which is just like you know have inflation adjustment price rises every two to three years, and just kind of keep that cash flow going, which which would make a lot of sense. I guess. Well, speaking of the cash flow going, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I think as always, uh, if you haven't like checked out my uh, my newsletter, uh, I, I've I've had links to things here. There's no cash involved in it, but like uh, I think I think there is. We we don't can't really go over it here. Well, I mean, we could if we wanted to go long, but I think I think uh, uh, there was a there was a fun idea that uh, my old uh, coworker Richard Sirota pointed out about this idea of like. You know, instead of thinking about shifting left and all of this, you should think about his his phrasing of it is shifting down, like just putting mm-hmm. stuff into the platform that you have. And and also, like I was uh, uh, I was talking with speaking of compliance, someone one of my coworkers who used to work at a, a big bank, and uh, we were just kind of joking around about what this whole shift left thing means for security and compliance. And I don't know, somewhere in in, in my newsletter this week, I, I wrote up a little bit of that, uh, which is fun. So you should subscribe to it. It's good stuff. Newsletter.cote.io. Famous internet personalities say that it's good stuff, uh, (laughs) such as as Matt Ray. (laughs) Top, top, uh, top fifty or at least eighty podcasters uh, in in their niche category agree that it's it's worth subscribing to. But uh, now, with that, Brandon, in addition to everyone going to newsletter dot cote dot io to subscribe because i i know i know my subscriber numbers and i know our average download numbers and one of them is much larger than the other you've got too many freeloaders 
So, so what I need to do is I'm going to take a page out of the, the rel book. I need to convert these, these, uh, they're not even loading yet. I need to load up my current loaders with new load. I kind of lost track. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then 30 minutes later, you need to go to newsletter.mattray.dev. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think what we're talking about here, Matt Ray, is, uh, is this cross-selling? No, we're upselling. No, we're uh, account expansion. That's the term, right, Brandon? Oh, okay. You're doing a, account expansion? Brandon expand. Yeah, I like just, it. I like it. As long as you're not cloning and conquering each other, that would yeah. be bad. That would just, be bad. Just throwing, yeah. throwing a side dish. That's that's what we're doing there. But uh, now with that, uh, do we have any bureaucracy to go over, Brandon? A couple things here. Uh, first, um, if you like a sticker, all you have to do is send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. And then, um, you know, maybe some homework for everyone. So you, everyone should join the Slack. Kote is going to tell you how to do it in a second, but like, this is what I want to know is uh, we currently, um, and I guess I should say, when I say we, I guess it's me because I know Matt is uh, against threads, but like we post updates about software defined talk, new episodes and stuff on Twitter, threads, Mastodon and blue sky uh, and, and LinkedIn and LinkedIn. Right. So link, so LinkedIn's going to stay because we have a nice following there. I think Twitter, at least for the moment is going to stay. Uh, I think we're, I've, I would, I would like to know if are people interested in us posting on any of the other ones, like we'll do it this week. It'll all go out on all of them, but I'd be interested if you are interested in threads, Mastodon or blue sky. I think we had, we took an informal poll of the host here. It feels like nobody's using blue sky anymore. So maybe that one, we just sort of, uh, put a link to something else and say like, we'll, we'll check in with blue sky takes off. Um, but, uh, so go in the Slack and, uh, tell me, tell me what, which ones you actually are using. And we'll adjust. I'll talk to the social media team. We'll have an offsite. We'll go through our 2024 20, uh, uh, social media strategy, and we'll figure out um, what we sh- where we should be promoting ourselves. I'd like to, I'd like some feedback on that. Yeah, yeah. We're I think I think we're gonna have that team go back to MBOs because these OKRs are not really moving the needle. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as, as Brandon mentioned, if you want to uh, uh, join that Slack channel, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 423, or really just softwaredefinedtalk.com and click on the little Slack link. And uh, also, you know, there's all sorts of uh, things we didn't cover this week that are linked as well in the show notes at softwaredefinedtalk.slash, dot slash, wait, softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 423, which almost seems like a significant number, but I'm not really sure why. Uh, also, what you could find if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 423 is a list of several conferences that are coming up. Uh, there's Kubernetes Community Day in Australia, in, in Sydney, uh, August 8th, that Matt will be there. And August 24th to 24th, we have uh, 21st to 24th, there's Spring One and VMware Explorer in Las Vegas. And um, I think uh, that the, uh, I forget if we've closed the, uh, the VMware Explorer uh, EU one. But also in uh, September 6th to 7th, I'll be giving uh, the keynote at the DevOps Days Des Moines, uh, and I should be at several other conferences. Uh, and then as far as the CFP, there's two CFPs here in the Software Defined Talk community, and that is the um, uh, the KCD Texas 2023. What does KCD stand for, Matt Ray? Kubernetes Community Day. Ah, oh, Community Day. That's nice. Kubernetes Community Day, Texas. That, that's a uh, guess, but I'm and pretty sure. The, actually, uh, no, there's a lot. There's a bunch of those. There's obviously the one in Texas we're talking about where friends JJ and Laura will be. But there's a, I think there's a bunch of them all over the world. So you should find one. Go to one so, near you. So that call for papers is still open until August 30th of this year. 
Uh, and then also the, uh, the, that conference, uh, it's, it's, uh, I think they have a call for papers open as well. And that's going to be happening in January later next year. Well, I guess it would be later in the calendar earlier next year. I wonder how one phrases that earlier next year, but later in time that we're all spanning through. Well, what do you have to recommend this, uh, this episode, Matt Ray? Uh, so, you know, I haven't been on the show, uh, to do recommendations for a while, but, um, I've been listening to an audiobook series. Uh, I guess it's actually a book series uh, called The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. And uh, it's not like, you know, fancy uh, intellectual reading or anything, but uh, mm. it's very entertaining and uh, good for, you know, a half marathon or whatever. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just bought like the next book in the series because it's about four and a half hours of an audiobook. So they're, they're novellas, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, Austin Public Library has all the audiobooks, but I'm too far on the wait list for Saturday's race. So uh, I'm buying the, the next one. Is it actually like about robots? Yeah, bot yeah. Part? So the, okay. the protagonist is a um, uh, like an AI human construct who you know, first himself as Murderbot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That doesn't quite sound like Space Carpets. Maybe I should no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's more... Um, starship troopers you kind of you know uh, but yeah. from but the protagonist is a uh a, a robot uh, <laughs> well i'll check that out how about yourself it's, brandon it's entertaining what do you have to recommend uh well just on Murderbots, i i listened to at least one of them and they're quick they're real quick oh yeah yeah yeah. The, double speed like those things, you can yeah. um you can get through it like in a well i guess for matt like a couple i mean one run but like you can get through it real quick so i uh, i have yeah, to say no, the, uh, the, your... the the idea of listening to your leisurely recreational reading on double speed is both no, i don't do that is both admirable as far as its productivity and efficiency and then also very confusing as far as like no. but that isn't that the I audiobooks, audiobooks i give regular speed Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't, I can't listen to anything that isn't 1.5 speed at least hmm. at this point. Ugh. Maybe I've just hmm. listened to too many, too many podcasts. That. All right, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> you know, just, well, you know, people. You don't uh, have to. I'm just saying, I do everything. Especially, I guess maybe that's a tip. Like if you're not using, I, I, if you're, I can, I can do. That if I know if of, I'm watching, if I'm watching mm-hmm. a meeting recording, I can do one and a half. Oh, I YouTube. I can't like sometimes when I get to YouTube and it's like two. It's like I wish I could go further. I wish I could go oh, faster. Oh my god, YouTube! Uh, I I default to one one two five, and like meetings where I'm actually mm-hmm. paying close attention and watching, I'll go to one five. But like a and like podcasts, I do like one three one four. And wow. when I'm running and I'm enjoying an audiobook, I want to listen because you know I doesn't don't always have all my focus. So I get oh, I, I just interesting. I can't, you can't go fast enough for me. Well, I guess what we should say it's like most if you if you are a avid listener of anything, podcast or audiobooks, but like if you haven't done it, you should definitely try. I think Apple Podcasts, which is number one, Overcast is really popular with our users. Like they all have uh, speed. Uh, frequency so if you've never made one faster right then you can people are always like oh this podcast is an hour it's like no 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 this podcast will be 30 minutes and overcast even has <laughs> um this overcast always well, has, wait, wait, um, brandon so by your definition we never go over time yeah you know just a quick inside baseball here uh you know so i love being on the cloudcast love those guys i love it. it's always super good but they they run like a tight ship. They're always like, they want it like they, and of course they get more downloads. Their podcast is, is higher rank. So they're like, let me just admit, they're better in every way, but they're always like, they, they always, and I always think to myself, when we're done, like I'm just getting going. And I listen to the podcast. I can super get by. I can get through the cloudcast 
it's usually because I like to keep it to 40 minutes. You can cruise through one of those 20 minutes, like super fast. A, a Sunday That's conversation a when yeah. you just got Brian Gracely, one voice. I mean, fine. He goes 30 minutes. I can be done in 13, right? Because in Overcast, you also have the smart speed. I don't know, Kote, have you used yeah, this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's yeah. where it like takes out the pauses. So it even goes a little bit faster and it's fantastic. So it's like, you know, you don't even have to listen to it. And they, they run a good tight ship. And I'm always like, oh man, I have no problem getting that's, this. That, th- th- this, is, this is good. This is making me realize that uh, I just need to put to bed my dreams of ever being a regular guest on the Cloudcast. Because I'm sure the two of them will get together and be like, I don't think you. And they would be like, whoa, if we let if we let that person into here, the ship is going to fall apart. I don't think so. I I think we'd have to like, I think we'll have to have Brian on this show with you. And then you can go as long as you want. You can go for like. And then he'll just be itching to get off. Or Aaron. Have him be like, ah, this is going too long. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. (laughs) that's <laughs> no, always good because like because i always think to myself like yeah we're not done until like literally we run out of disk space or someone has to leave that's the end of uh <laughs> that is the end of so from my talk there is no end there's just like it has to there, stop it's just a stream. Kind of like it's the a flow yeah. uh, yes well uh yeah, so, so, my, so my my recommendation well, hold on. i want to give my oh, official oh, oh, recommendation. oh sorry sorry <laughs> we got plenty of time now okay long. to your uh, point so, one, yes, yeah, so overcast for that uh, for speed. Also, too, I've just been enjoying another Apple TV television show, Hijack. It's it's pretty simple. I don't want to oversell it, but it's like fun to watch with my son. It's a, a nice nice little thriller uh, in yeah. an airplane, which which is fun. So you, you should. Enjoy I've been it. seeing that a lot. So it's good. I liked it. I mean, I think it's simple. Huh. It's good. Of course, like if you haven't finished Silo for Severance and Silo, start there. But if yeah. you're looking for something else. Do that as well. And then finally, just a housekeeping notice. Next week, we'll have an interview. We're going to learn something about Service Mesh. I hope you all enjoy it. I would love to hear some feedback. We've done a bunch of interviews. Uh, Matt's done several. I've done a couple. And we had our good friends on uh, that interviewed, uh, uh, that being uh, Craig and Adam uh, did DHH. So be interested if you guys like the interviews, if there are people you think we should interview, or it's also, uh, I'm open to negative feedback that's politely uh written like you don't like the interviews that's <laughs> that's fine as well don't i don't need any like a uh, twitter uh, or uh bad vibes on threads you can just tell me like oh i don't like the interviews as much i'll get it so so if you uh, find me in slack or send me a note about what you like or what you don't like and who you want us to interview all right now having said all that cote it's your recommendation no no bad vibes that's that's well i i have i have i have uh, i have a recommendation and then and then a little a recommendation readout so to speak an experience report so first of all uh, I'm not really. Oh, I do know why. So I've used BusyCal forever, and it was just like slow. Like every time I'd scroll through weeks, it would take forever to render my calendars. It it was great otherwise. So I remember there's this Fantastical thing. So I started using that, and like I know you'll be sympathetic to this brand. And anytime you switch a tool that you use multiple times an hour, like a calendar app, it's a little rough going, Painful. right? Because yeah. you know you know the contours of the entire thing and exactly how it works. So I think I'm finally over that hump. And I think Fantastical is pretty good. I like its approach to stuff, and it, it's fast, unlike BusyCal for whatever reason. So I, and, of course, it has, it has a, you know, a phone app to go with it and a desktop app. The phone app, I think I've, over the years I've, I've, I've commented on this, is the key feature for the Apple Calendar app on my phone is that the icon changes to the current date. Like, that's really, like, the only reason I use it on my phone. <laughs> Otherwise, I would use the Fantastical thing. And for whatever reason, this is what the FTC needs to get involved in, is why doesn't Apple let app developers change the icon and they hold that to themselves? So 
uh, that's something I, they should investigate instead. But Fantastical is nice. Now, just as a short readout, actually, and spe- you know, proving one of the points that was mentioned in the interview, after listening to the interview with, uh, with the David, uh, the DHH guy, I was like, oh, I should go check out Hay again, because, you know, I'm always interested in trying things. So I, I used it for about eight, maybe even nine days, and it was fine. Uh, I, I, I like the whole, like, I was talking with someone about this, like, you know, I was trying to, like, do a little defaults lifestyle, like, mind-bending on it. It's like, I get it. They've got, like, a whole ethos and a whole philosophy of email. Let me see if that's for me. And and it almost was. There's only two things that uh, that, that stopped me from using it. One is, like, I still can't get over the idea of, like, I want to archive this email. Like, just get it out of here. Like, that doesn't really... They have this kind of weird way of doing it where you can't actually ever get rid of an email, but they'll hide it from you, which I know seems like a weird distinction, but it's always like in your uh, im, im box instead of just like gone. And they even like, they even have this hokey thing now. I forget if they used to have this where, so if you imagine like a list of emails, they do this thing where they were, it's literally this Brandon. You don't have to think it's just they just put an image on top of it and you can click to have the image go down like it's really like Mm. they're hiding it. And so what so that always seemed weird. But then the other thing, I like this idea of having what they call the paper trail where all your receipts and stuff go to. That's a fun organizational thing. But then they also have this idea called the feed where like your newsletters go to. Now, I read a lot of newsletters nowadays. And the problem with the feed is it does it lists not just subject line by subject line with maybe like a one sentence excerpt, but it lists like, let's say, I don't know, uh, a, an inch of space on a, on a screen or like, you know, a, a quarter inch or so on your phone of like part of the email and rendering it. And then equally, just like with the inbox, like it doesn't like go away. So if I have like 20 newsletters, let's say, and I want to, and, and it, you know, number them one to 20 and one's on top. And I want to read newsletter number 15. I've got to scroll down to read 15. And then when I come back to it again, it's all still there, right? Like I can't get rid of number 15. Like it's just permanently in there. So it's not like, it's not like an RSS reader where you can mark things as read and move away. So anyways, those are my two reasons. So, but you ultimately like, if then for sorry, you left Hay and now you're back on... On Gmail, of course. Gmail. Okay. Well, but I, I, are you using MimeStream for Gmail? Have you used that? No. Wait, no. Oh, is that no, is that a, is that a client? client? I remember hearing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That. It's like really. So I wish you know this is something you know we um, the DHH interview they didn't talk about. It, but I was real interested. Like I guess I'm just interested in like this comparison of the MimeStream business versus Hey, because MimeStream mm. to me is sort of like the perfect Mac application for Gmail email. I mean, it's just like it's. I don't know. It's just sort of like the mind map or the way that it's built and what it does is perfect. And so I think it's like $50 a year, but there's like a special running. So, so anyway, you're going to pay something along the order of like 25 to $50 a year, you know, for it. And of course it's just software. So there's no server costs. There's nothing, there's no cloud at all. You're just writing on Gmail um, versus, Hey, like whatever, you know, because what do you pay for? Hey, is it, Hey, like $50 a year, $30 a year, something like that. Mm, I don't remember. I think it's a little bit more, but okay. So it'll be interesting. Like it'll run, like just run the clock forward, like three or four years. Like what's the both revenue as well as the profitability of those two, because I do think Mm. MindStream has sort of unlocked, um, you know, a very, like 
I guess it would be maybe a different user base, but it's sort of like people who are interested in slightly different versions of email and are willing to pay something. Yeah. Um, but maybe have like, you know, like, like for me, if you really buy into Gmail and I have, right. And I just, and you just want like a nice way to have it on your desktop. It's perfect. And like, I don't know the, Hey, email, it doesn't appeal to me. It never has. Well, yeah. let's talk yeah. about that. But like, you know, obviously I guess somebody's using it. So, well, I, I think, I think as happened last time, I think, you know, we looked into, Hey, right. That, that, uh, and, and I hope the listeners are appreciated. I'm not yelling that because, you know, we get, we get comments on that <laughs> good, good vibe comments, but that's right. Uh, like it does, it, 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 it's like, like, like a lot of things when you try out something new, when you go back to your trusty thing, you realize that like, well, maybe the problem is I've been sloppy in how I'm using Gmail, right? Like I've just sort of like let everything go. Whereas really you can set up Gmail to ba- act like, Hey, and you just have to like take more actions, which you have to do in Hey, right? Like there's a lot of actions that you have to take and a lot of decisions that you have to do. Uh, and you can easily do that. So when I went back to, to, to Gmail, I was like, oh, right. Uh, there's this one email that I need to know about in my inbox. And uh, I'm going to take the other, like, I think it was like, you know, 800 or 1,000 and just archive all of them. Like, I'm never going to go read. I'm not going to go read about, like, some notice from my kid's school from two months ago, even <laughs> though, like, I feel bad that I didn't read originally. But it's out of here. I'm not and reading so, this report card. I don't have time for this. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. I, you know, I don't know. I, like I said, Hey, it'll, it'll be, I don't know if we'll ever see any financials. Well, maybe we'll, I don't know. DHH, she puts up a lot of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I will have Craig and Adam. They need to go back in a year or so. They can be like, all right, well, I, I also, I also liked in the, I also liked in the interview where there was like a, a, a small mention of like, Oh yeah. And then there was that time that Jeff Bezos gave us millions of dollars individually. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Cool. <laughs> Yeah, seems like a good outcome. Seems like, it seems <laughs> but it was like very specific. It, it, it was it was said not just that you know he bought some of the company, but it went to us. Yeah, no, <laughs> Which, I mean it's like the old secondary offering. Like, sure, yeah. if you give us enough money, we'll give you part of it. So, and yeah. and you know, also late breaking news. It, I haven't got checked this out. Maybe we'll get to it at some point. But it looks like G, uh, Gmail or G Calendar is finally releasing like a calendarly sort of thing where you can uh, more. I did. I checked it out. Looks, I have to say, you know, look pretty good. And I hope this ushers in the final move would be, I don't know if we're calling it an exchange or we're calling it outlook or outlook 365. But like, if I could do that for my work email, I could, you know, send my availability. What they call it here in Gmail. They call it, they have it like a beautiful name for it. Even it was called uh, um, calendar. I guess, I guess just sharing availability, availability sharing. If availability sharing becomes a default feature of uh, Office 365, you know, that's as much as, that's as big a Christmas present as I can possibly imagine getting. That would just be a a miracle. So hopefully the people at uh, Microsoft are, are, are looking at their Google calendar and being like, we should do that too. They should, they should have called it something like my empty spaces and and that (laughs) note. I, I, you know, that, and this, uh, just one final point in, in the, the email section of software defined talks, uh, <laughs> like, I think, uh, that, that is a, a constant frustration of like, you know, hearing about like Mimecast or Hey or something, or Gmail's launching this. I'm always like, Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I have to use office. So never mind. Like it's just, uh, it was, it, there was a brief moment in time back in the pivotal days where we used Gmail. And it was, it was glorious. It was like, ah, this is living, you know, wind through your hair, the open step, 
so forth and so on. And then, uh, then we came back to just the lamentation of your enemies. And uh, that's, that's where we are now. Anyhow, uh, speaking of uh, the open step and uh, all that other stuff by the campfire there, you've been listening to uh, softwaredefinedtalk.com. Apparently, it's only been about 20 minutes uh, for you uh, <laughs> as you listen to this. As you uh, don't your way through it. <laughs> But if you, if you want to get the show notes for this episode, all sorts of things we didn't talk about, things we did, recommendations, the conferences I went over, how uh, if you don't want to just type in newsletter.cote.io to subscribe to the newsletter that famous internet personalities and open source bigwigs like Matt Ray call pretty good, uh, I think, the highest level of fine, uh, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 523 and uh, find all of that there. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. It might actually be fun because we won't have, like, you know, the usual corporate people to deal with. It'll just be us. (laughs) And we're fun.